Welcome to Safety Third. I'm your host, Kevin Kohler. This is our host, number two, Bernard. We have William Osmond is back, and Niall Red is in the chat. I'm, I'm in the chat. Nigel Red. Hey, guys, I'm, I have a question about science. I want to do a video where I measure the speed of cringe. In what sense? I don't like know. A I just physical... it sounded like a funny title, and now I'm trying to figure out what the video would be. <laughs> like in the sense of like an individual or among people? Um, among us. <laughs> okay, I measured about a half a second there, so I think the speed of cringe is about... Like contagious cringe? I mean... You know, like one kid starts okay. doing a Fortnite dance, and then some other kids start doing a Fortnite dance. Is Fortnite dance actually cringe, though? That was a trick question, nah. guys. It is cringe. The answer is yes. If you're over the age of uh, 12, yes. Then it's... I feel like there's definitely a... a but then it becomes like... like if you're over the age of like 60, Fortnite dancing becomes not cringe again. It's like funny at that point. Exactly. <laughs> there's like, you know, some, some valley of well, cringe. There, there are a lot of parallels between being old and being very young, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's basically Open the same pants. thing. Yeah, right? like you, you end up reverting diapers. back to your old ways. So I guess cringe works in that sense too. You can get away with almost anything, except this time you're aware that you can get away with almost anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, that's... Sorry, I, I have a question. And this is like yeah. a genuine question that I wondered. This is like, um, the way you so, stated that is kind of like a, I'm, I'm preparing for a where do babies come from kind of question. <laughs> it is. It's nuts. It's, it's just a question. So kids are naive, but that makes sense because they haven't had a lot of time for their brains to collect data to not be naive. But... As people get older, right? Like that is such. A age that people, is the most like, like I don't even know how to describe like awful <laughs> way of describing like growing up, acquiring data. <laughs> As I said it, I thought it was funny. As the human acquires more data, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. What Game is childhood but collecting Wait, data? So let me, let, Okay, so it's I'm not sure I want to let you finish. <laughs> As you continue collecting data, okay, uh, it reaches a point where like you're 18 and you do something, everyone just gets mad at you because they go, "You should know better by now." Right, right. But wait, Bernard disagrees. <laughs> well, I so I, I contend 26 is the year that you become an adult. But okay, I, okay, Bernard. I, these are I, I. It could be any. At some point in adulthood, you should know better. It becomes a valid right. complaint. But as you yep. get older and you continue to collect more life experience, at some point you start getting, I don't understand, like you get old enough that they, they kind of like, they go, oh, it's like as an old person, you get scammed by like, you know, you become very naive and trusting of everybody. And I'm like, how? Like, it's because they're, they're, mem they're hard to they talked about losing week. their data. No, but these, I'm not saying people who have like any degenerative disease or any memory problems. It's like they just somehow... Maybe they were always like that, but why is it like old people, older people, tend to be more susceptible to scams? Okay, we get it. Old people be suck. less susceptible. No, they All should right, be guys. less susceptible. All in favor of old people suck? Raise your hand and say I, I. What? Only two of us. <laughs> Bernard and I are objecting. Old people suck. I admit it. I'm going to be old one day, and I'm going to suck. You guys just don't, won't admit it. Yeah. Trust me, you guys are going to suck too. But Kevin, at what point, like right now, when if you get a call and someone says like, hi, this is the IRS, you owe us $5,000 or the police are at your door. At what age does that become believable? So it, 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 it's not an age. So it, it's the fact that it's an experience mm. because in, in, the, in 
in the grand scheme of things, all of us are going to end up getting audited by the IRS at some point in our life. Uh-oh. And the thing is, when that kind of call happens, like it's it's a social engineering scam, right? And so because they know that there's certain percentage of people have been audited by some point in their life, by doing that, you're preying on the fear of somebody who has already been audited and they think, oh my God, I, I owe $5,000. What is this, right? Like, I, I'll just tell you from experience, like, you know, my dad got audited. Are we talking about taxes again? <laughs> right. We're, we're Are back we ta- Wait a second. No. In, in the Discord server, I said, if someone brings up taxes again, I'm going to beat them with a rubber hose. He did not talk about <laughs> taxes explicitly. He merely talked about the, the agency that... So it, it, it preys on, on past taxes. experience. Okay, so, so let's okay. take the taxes out of You have to use a, an example other than the IRS. I've got one. I've got one. I'll save you, Bernard. Fake kidnappings. I've been seeing this. Their grandkids get kidnapped. Exactly. I think my grandma fell for this too, but she won't admit it. You know, it's like they call you (laughs) Uh and they're like, hey, your daughter's, uh, you know, we have your daughter. She's kidnapped. And then the dad's like, oh my God, what do I do? You know, and they're really good about social engineering the whole thing. They're like, you can't tell anybody or there'll be consequences. You have to go do this. It's like, you know, they make you feel like it's urgent. And then you go pay money, like, you know, to some Bitcoin address, 4,000 bucks. And your little girls in school the whole time. But you're like, oh, you know, there's kidnappings. This kind of thing happens. So you think it's happening to you, but you're just, uh, I don't know. You know, I used to think people who fall for scams like that were absolute morons. And then I got about that close. To, to getting scammed? To getting scammed. And it has to do with this podcast and activating AdSense on it. Oh, I God. don't know how it happened. Oh. But it was like... The planets aligned and God came down and some sin I had done in that past week, like everything aligned for this perfect optical smite of the, the power of the sun focused onto, onto William Osmond that in that one day, I got a message, you know, how Google uh, Gmail will have the chat, like it has mm-hmm. Google chat. It's, I mean, it's kind of horrible, but whatever it's there of someone telling me, claiming to be from Google, that I had two AdSense accounts and that you're only allowed to have one AdSense account, which is true, and that they were going to delete all my AdSense accounts or terminate the channel or something. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, this looks like a scam, but I literally just activated a second AdSense account like yesterday. (laughs) Perfect timing. I was sitting there like my brain was broken. Because, like, everything was screaming scam, but all the details, like, pr- it was, like, precision timing. I remember that. That scam was going around. I was freaking I got, I got out. The, the, scam, the scam guy fell for it. I know. You don't have to feel bad, Will. No, I do feel bad because it's, like, if I'm telling you, I think people are stupid. You almost lost all of stupid, her precious money. I actually precious don't know safety what, what third money. Done. What are they doing? Fishing for your password or something? I don't know. I think, I guess so, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I was very suspicious, and I know for a fact the rules are that you're allowed to have multiple AdSense accounts for different entities, right? So if you have a business structure, you can have an have a AdSense account for it. And the Google AdSense system, I think, is, is, is one of the worst systems that Google has. Like, it is, it is truly, like, a disaster. Um, and so you have to make a new AdSense account if you have a different entity, mm-hmm. and you're allowed to do that. You're not allowed to have two AdSense accounts as a person. This is like my my big issue with 
like YouTube being very, very like bad at communication with creators is because there's not a super like if you don't have a, a contact that you can go to for like with problems like this, they do have contact information, but it's like it's just I don't know. I don't know if you guys have really ever had to contact him. It's convoluted enough where I went straight to like the highest level person that I knew at YouTube who's sort of just on their own time will communicate with people on Discord. And I, I said, I have no idea what this is. Are they, is my channel going to be deleted? Because if you send a message, like there's no, there's no not guarantee that you'll actually get an immediate response. Um, and so I went straight to him and he like funneled it immediately. And the account that had messaged me was terminated within like 30 minutes. But I will never think as harshly again about people who fall for these IRS scams or any of these other scams after going through that because it was like, it actually broke me because I, I didn't know. I didn't, I genuinely did not know what to do. It like everything was too convenient. Everything lined up too well. Like imagine if you're an old person and your kid goes out of town and you get a kidnapping thing and you're like, it's like too perfect. No, but that I understand. I'm, I'm talking, there's a lot of scams where people don't, it, things don't align. Like they're kind right. of just, that I would say like if, if someone claims they, they kidnapped your kid, I was like, it's a pretty bold move. Like, this is a scam, and you just hang up and continue on your day. Like, yeah. even if you think it's a scam, like, that's still kind of irresponsible. Like, you should do some figuring out. Um, I actually, I was going to say, though, I did get the, uh, that, that chat that went around, but it was, mm -hmm. I didn't even bring it up with anyone, because what I, what I do is I'm paranoid about getting scammed all the time. So even like if I get emails from official stuff, like if PayPal emails me and says there's a problem with the account, like you never click the links, you log on independently to the website, right? Or if like right. when I get a phone call and people claim they're from a company, I won't call back the number they give me, I'll call back with the number I find on the official website. Um, right, yep, yep. That's but, a big thing. So like, when that I number, like that thing popped up on- chart, you could, Sorry, oh when that God, thing popped this, up for the, the Google- latency in this chat is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> people think we talk over each other, but there's like enough delay <laughs> in between hearing people talk. That um, it's really hard. The when that thing popped up, it said it was a bunch of Google stuff, but then at one line said info. I remember it says info at youtube-creators.com, and I'm like, that's not a website. So I just went to youtube-creators.com, and it was some garbage, nothing website. So I was like, oh, that's a scam, and I just moved on. And then it was like two days later, I saw people commenting in like a chat about it. And I was like, oh, I probably should have warned people. I never would have fallen for that if it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't the coincidence, yeah. The coincidence, yeah. And I I'm just thinking like statistically speaking, if you blast that out to enough people and someone has just created an AdSense account and then to themselves thinks like, wait a second, did I accidentally do it twice or something? And then they fall for it. Like you get even I like can definitely half a see percent it. of people. And I know there was a weird thing with this one that even though it said info, it had like that wrong address at the top, if you went to where the message was sent, they sent it through, because it was sent through Gmail or something, it appeared that it came from a Google account. Something like that. So people who did try to check were still kind of tricked. All, all I thought yeah. was, I was like, man, if there's, a, if there's an ad, because I was messing with AdSense at the time too, but not in the same way, I didn't create a separate account. I was like, yeah, if they have a problem, they'll contact me. Worst case scenario, mm. I don't get paid for a few months. For the people that are watching this video, you probably are wondering what I've been doing. I've been trying to feed a squirrel a peanut, but I never got it. I got really <laughs> close, but I never got it. You'll, you, they probably so saw when, it. Is there no screen on the window? No, I took it out so I could feed the squirrels. <laughs> ah, that is, duh. That is a very Kevin thing. <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah, and I want to ask people in the comments, put down, have you ever almost gotten scammed before? Like, what's the closest yeah. you guys have gotten 
to getting scammed. I've been, it's been pretty close for me, but that's because I was trying to like bait the scammer. And I thought the <laughs> scam was one step away, like a couple steps away, but it was actually the next step was the scam, getting scammed. Well, wait, what is, what is the scam? What is the... He basically yeah, called, and, you know, I have like a registered business, so they can just kind of go online and see who's got registered businesses, and they like do these cold calls, mm. and they say, hey, like you're, uh, you know, your payroll is, is out of date or something. You got, you got to like update your payroll. I forget what it was. It was like somebody <laughs> saying that one of your employees didn't get paid. I'm like a lawyer representing him. You got to add me to your Zelle account, your bank account. So they wanted me to add their like email address to it. And then like I had to type in a code. It's like, so what they did is they sent me a code or they said, okay, you're going to get a code in your text message and you got to like put this code in on the computer or something like that. Right. And if I put that code in on my computer, they would have had access to my account. But I thought it was like, if I put the code in on the computer, like I didn't think that was the, the end stage of the scam. Uh. <laughs> so it's like the verification code. But I kind of thought that like, I don't know what I thought that they, that would be funny if you did that, but you like go, go make a new bank account and like withdraw. So you have like a negative balance and then get the scammer in there. <laughs> Oh, that would be good. And give them full access to this bank account that has no money. And then the bank would probably come after them. <laughs> I just so, yeah. remembered one of my, I got scammed once. You actually fell for one? Uh, well, it's an atypical scam and it hurt. It still hurts to this day. Um, it was in a video game though. <laughs> okay. Did you buy a girlfriend um, on RuneScape? And no, this guy was, okay. this guy was pretty played. bold. Like basically the scam was, there's an item in the game that you can't trade. Like, and this is real. You are actually unable to trade it. They made it untradeable so that it would be like special that you achieve something, but you can trade it by dropping it on the ground and then picking it up. Someone else can pick it up. Hmm. They put it in the game for like whatever reason, but it turned out to, it was a little bit of a sketchy thing because people try to trade it, but to do it, you'd have to trust the guy would drop it after you gave him your stuff. But that wasn't what happened to me. I met this guy and he was really cool. I played a bunch of games with him. But he told me, he's like, oh, if you want to try a build with these items that, or this item that you can't get, I'll just lend it to you. So he actually just gave it to me. And so I used it for like a few days and then I gave it back to him because I was, you know, I was not trying to scam him. Then he's like, oh, would you actually like to try these other items? So I was like, sure. So he gave a bunch of stuff and I gave him like something small in return, like kind of even of a trade. So I was like, oh, cool. This guy's like a cool guy. And then he even, I think he gave me the password to his account and said, if you want any of the items, feel free to just drop them to yourself whenever. And for like days, I would just use the items on his account. And then one day he's like, he, I think he asked, like, he's like, Hey dude, you've been using my account for a while. Like, do you mind if like, um, he, he asked me to give him like some other items. So then I was like, okay. So I gave it to him and then he logged off, changed his password and then I just got lost my items. But it was wow. like the most bold scam. Is that I've... a scam or is that guy a psychopath? <laughs> yeah, he gave seriously. me the password to his account. That sounds like a just like someone who is an. What is someone who takes advantage of like human? But like I was, I was like this scam. At any moment, I could have just changed his password, and it would have been like if if I was. Like, he must have trusted that, I, I don't know, maybe he thought I was just such a loser <laughs> that I... No, was, this is someone... Like, it was just weird. Is, like, the risk he took to for what he got was not worth it. Like, I gave... I, I felt horrible because I gave, like, all these items that I'd worked for. But in reality, it was, like, what he had on his account was worth, like, 50 times more. 
Oh, really? So he scammed you out of just like an insignificant like amount of it would be like worth. It would it would be virt almost like a guy with a hundred million dollars talking to you, being like, "Hey, man, you can just like have access to all my stuff and everything." And you're like, kind of like, I don't know, you can borrow my my Toyota if, if you want to drive around. <laughs> And Dude, then this one is, day this he steals like, your Toyota, and you're like, what the <laughs> hell just happened? Why would you that, do this that? This is advanced manipulation, though. Because it's, it's like saying the kind of thing of almost like your parent. Yeah, this person, they like raised me for this many years, and they pretended like they cared yeah. for me, and then they screamed. You know, it's almost it like, like it's like It was worse like a week a and a half or like two. It was like, yeah. it was long, and he risked so much. And I was just like... It That's was, psychotic. It was weird. I was. I mean, look. I was like, he got me. <laughs> okay, uh, he got me bad. But at the same time, that's not like, even no. That's like trust issues, though. Like the, what you lost was something far more valuable than whatever item he took from you. <laughs> I was more confused. Like, he, than anything. That's the kind of stuff that will damage your your interactions with people for like decades. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like you'll never trust. You'll never trust anyone. You'll feel like anyone who's trying to be friends with you is like out to like like take advantage of you and you'll be super cautious I was, that's really messed up honestly i was like mad but at the end of the day because it was a video game it didn't affect me that much but i was mad i remember being like man i had access to his account i could have just stolen everything it's like but i but didn't, that's the thing i is, thought he was i thought he, he was a friend took advantage of yeah. you being a good person he yeah, took advantage he like, of you uh, interpreting his behavior as mm. wanting to be a friend it was almost like he was strategically behaving like <laughs> he was courting a friendship but he it's, used it as a strategy. It's so bold of him because I could have been just like him. That's not bold, dude. That's monstrous. It's like <laughs> worse than that. It's like that's actually truly <laughs> like <laughs> how old were you? I had to have been like 16 or something. Hey, I got a question. Yeah. Like what what if you had like a romantic relationship that had the same thing happen in that sense where like Assuming you have a girlfriend and, you know, she's got like she's kind of the same situation, like she's from a family that has uh, a lot of a lot of wealth. Mm, right. Mm. And so, like, you know, they're, they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And they kind of treat you like a, like a son. Right. And then all of a sudden, like just everything's just like stripped away from you. And then like everything's cut off like like the, the, I've I've seen those kinds of situations, so it's like kind of analogous to that, except in like video, video game, game world. Form. Dude, money is like is they say money is power, and like I, it's more like control. Like money is control. Like you can sort of manipulate people, and I think that that's very psychologically damaging territory to be in. To be in like a relationship with somebody who whose family or they themselves are kind of controlling things by turning the tap on of of mm. money like it's almost like uh this over like this looming threat kind of bernard i've seen something i don't think that's a very healthy way to live your life similar to that but it was almost it was the opposite it was like these two people were together the girlfriend broke up with him but he was like you know the parents liked him so much they kept up a relationship even after they broke up Oh yeah, there there was a there was a tweet about some woman like what is it? She like broke up with this guy and then the guy still played chess with her dad. Yeah, <laughs> and like she was like super pissed off about it. Like stop playing chess with my dad. That's awesome. <laughs> That's dude. Oh man, I've seen that a couple of times. It's kind of sad where like someone has a really good relationship with like the rest of the family and then all of a sudden now it's like they have to like completely prune this part of their life, including you know. Like maybe a kid, like let's see, I've like read some Reddit posts about people dating like a single mom or a single dad, and like they get to know the kid, and like 
they kind of act like a surrogate parent and then they oh, break yeah. up and they're just like, oh, you can never see the kid again. And it's like, oh, like, because <laughs> you have no authority or yeah. no, you have no nothing. Like, there's no. That's when you dude. kidnap. This is why you just live. You, know, you, you get a, you get a, like a prefab, like a trailer. You put it in the middle of nowhere and you just live by yourself until the day you die. Yeah, no, no. But I was going to say, so what might have prevented me from trauma was that before yeah. this, I was a RuneScape scammer. Oh, scammer. So this is probably, scam. okay. So, no, so this so, was so probably Will, actually somebody scammed, coming back at you. Yeah, when I got scammed, I was like, you know what? This is how it feels. All right, how does the RuneScape <laughs> scam work? How are you scamming people? Were you a double money scammer? No, no, no. Those, those, people, those people are cringe. Um, actually, I scammed those double money scammer people. Uh, it's super easy. <laughs> a drop party you, scammer? Well, do you know what the double money, like the RuneScape money double thing is? No, I wasn't a big enough loser people, to play yeah, growing up. People go like, I'll double your money, and they claim they know a glitch. And they're like, here, test me. So they always do like some things like give me like a certain amount and I'll show you I a double Ponzi it. scheme. No, but it's a Ponzi scheme. No, but basically the idea is you give them like let's say a hundred thousand gold. They give you two hundred k back and go look it works. Now give me a real investment. You give them two million, then they keep it. But what I would do is you go to them and you give them a hundred k. They give you two hundred back and you go oh wow it works thank you and then you just leave and you get them so mad because you just keep doing it to all of them and then they want their money back. That wasn't what I did as a scam. We claimed that we were, we would randomly message people and claim that we worked for the company. Jagex? Yeah, and that we need their password because... I don't remember why no. we claimed that we needed their password. People just gave it. So you're the reason. It says customer support will never ask for your password. That was you, Nigel. Well, and what happened was we were... We, <laughs> it's so horrible to admit this. <laughs> I, in my defense, I was 12. Or 10. That's no excuse. No, I'm saying that... In my defense, I was scamming fellow 10-year-olds. Off with your head. Sorry. <laughs> Off with your head. But what happened was... Shows you've had malicious intent ever since. We, we would name our accounts like RuneScape Police or something. <laughs> and, oh my God. and people would get tricked. And the funny part is as we kept making these accounts, the names with like police and other stuff would get banned. Because... <laughs> We so you have to start, start spelling it with like zeros. We, yeah, of we came up with different names, <laughs> but we scammed a lot of people. And then uh, yeah. you know, okay, but I was ten. Like, I was ten to twelve. So like, the I upside had, of this whole thing is, I think it's better to get scammed in RuneScape than getting scammed out of your real money in real life. Yo, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I mean, as a like, ten or twelve year old, it's probably just as yeah, bad, or maybe that's worse. A, a better way to learn a lesson than like a real life lesson. I mean, arguably, I'm saying, in some of those games, we spend like a thousand hours getting something. It feels just as bad. <laughs> and then, well, yeah, it feels bad, but it's not like your life savings is like half. Oh, like you don't actually anymore. have like when you're yeah. when you're eight and you have no money and all you do is play games. Yeah, you're right. You feel bad, but there's no actual real life repercussions of like you can't afford rent now because of your mistake. Right. right. That is true. But we that's, can't afford to retire. That's how I learned how to be skeptical games man <laughs> you uh you guys read about fortnite i played it yesterday i played fortnite with michael back in like 2018 and i we played it for a bit and i kind of hated it because of how sweaty the build mechanic was i kind of like just it. released a week well it's going to be after this podcast comes out of like no building have you played it i played it yesterday how is it I kind of um, want to play it now. You can try. The problem is like it's the new season that just started. I haven't played it in months, but it's like 
every game when they have seasons, the beginning is always not balanced. So it's like they have guns mm. that are just overpowered. Uh, they put like they tend to put just like vehicles in that are Wait, annoying. Is there more? Is there ground loot? Is it all ground loot still, or can you build a loadout or something? Or how does oh, it it's work all now? just ground stuff. There's no loadout. Oh, so you could, but you could pick up OP weapons then. Yeah, oh, that's that's balanced then. If you can, no, no, it's, it's fair game. I'm saying it's balanced. It's unbalanced. Like, it's it's kind of like I mean, the equivalent could be COD, where it's like they do this new update and then the shotguns one shot everybody. So it's just kind of like if you don't have one, you just updates, lose. Though. So it's like it gives yeah. you a reason in, to go back on and play. But in this one, sorry, in COD, you can choose those items. In like Fortnite, you just find them. So it's like I think early that's on. Better. Uh, the problem is that the I mean, playing for when when there was building and not building, when there were these overpowered weapons, at least when you could build, you could like put a wall and run away. Whereas now there's no running away, you just die. Yeah, like unless you can severely outplay with pure skill. You've just um, gotta like right. play buildings die. and like hide around rocks and actually yeah well to give you like i mean to give a, one example we were trying to guard this place and there's like a, a zip i only played it three times yesterday but like there's a <laughs> rope that you pop <laughs> up on i only played it three times <laughs> yesterday i rage quit uh like the rope that you just pop up on and my friend's like oh they're coming up fight them so i had you know a pretty decent gun uh the guy pops up and just one shots me or two shots me he just goes doo -doo, and i'm dead and i'm like well okay he has the strongest gun right now so there's no outplay you, just, you got outplayed dude uh, it's it's an audio it's an automatic shotgun that has a huge spray. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I haven't it's kind since, of hard to outplay it. I haven't played since they got rid of factories. Let me get can I get an F in the chat? Guys? I don't even you know, know what that is. What the, are ones, factories? the one in the middle of the map. Oh, like by the Dusty Depot. Got hit by I don't know. Yeah, I haven't played I haven't played Fortnite in like actually like two years, three I only years. played it like six months casual like six months ago. I played it for like a couple of weeks casually, and then now I played it a bit more. Games are completely different than when I was playing them like six years ago, well, right? Yeah, because I mean, it's dude, like Pong. Things have gotten crazy since Pong. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> dude. I have played. I think the the most like the software that I spend the most time in is Premiere and Call of Duty. I actually don't want to know how many hours I've spent and. And caught it is bad. It's so bad. Wait. I've never played it in my entire life. You know what game I've started to play? First, I'm on what? free ski right now. Um, I started playing. You game? No, no, this is a podcast. You're not supposed to game. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I didn't know what it was. Unstimulating this conversation. Oh wait, my mouse is now stuck in the window. What? what? That's because you've been scammed. Okay. Um, you thought it was a free game. The game Agario. Like, <laughs> I've been gaming on. Yeah. Oh god. I've just been playing a, a dude Agario. I don't know what's up with that game. I just play it too much. What I went it? through you know a phase where I played all I remember of those, that. you know, just one after another dude, when it started coming out. Dude, just you're just moving, yeah, the little blobs around. I think I spent in the last week probably like 15 hours on it. I don't know, maybe more. Oh, no. Wow. Wow. It's like mesmerizing. I mean, that was from like, what, seven? It was like 2014 or 2015 when it came out. Probably. First, right? I remember it was like PewDiePie played it, right? And then he would like, remember <laughs> you just like fucking <laughs> Dude, it's so that. frustrating. Yeah, so people would just mess with you. It's a great game. I downloaded uh, Bioshock. I've never played Bioshock, and it's like mm. supposed to be really good. It's I, I remember it being a big deal back uh, back in the day. And I, for the first time I ever played it, I downloaded it for the Nintendo Switch, and it was it was dog water. It was so bad. Like the controls had like it was painful latency, very difficult to aim. 
original Bioshock? I can tell you why. Infinite? I mean, it's, it was all ported. Three. To it was the original. Yeah. I paid like 60 bucks for all three of them. And I played for like an hour and just rage quit because I was like, this is miserable. Like, this is such a bad experience. I, I like it was too late to return it at that point, too, because I'd bought them a couple weeks prior. The, the original one, the, I, I, so I remember I got the original like at Circuit City in uh, 2007. And like it, it messed up my computer and then I couldn't play it ever. But it was thanks. But like I, I didn't like the first one as much as I liked Infinite. And like Infinite, I think was was awesome. I really liked Infinite. I was trying to find out how you could search for how many hours you have in Warzone because I really want to know. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to. <laughs> I do. There's a way to do it. Three hundred and eight thousand hours. No, it's, it's I can log on and tell tell everyone how many games you've played though. It's like it's like when I played Guild Wars, you could type like slash time or something or play, and it would tell you how many hours you've been in the game. And I remember every time I typed it in, I was upset. <laughs> like man, if I was working even a minimum wage. Wow, job, wow used to yeah. do that too. Wow was awful. I remember what is it in like 2004, 2005, you have like 60 days logged yeah. into Wow and it's only been like 3 yeah, months. Yeah, that's like 60 days. That's not bad. And you're just like, "Wait, it's been it's been 90 days. <laughs> it's only been out for 3 months." <laughs> you're like, "Oh no." Oh no. Okay, what is life though if you can't spend you know, two thirds of your time in a video game. Yeah. Like, what's the point of living if you're not allowed to well, do that? Well, two thirds of your time, the other third is sleeping. Dude, what did people yeah. do? Honestly. I, what did people people I almost failed out that semester, yo. Like it was it wasn't good. Dude, <laughs> I mean just make a bunch of babies. It reminds you whenever the power goes <laughs> out, just like your entire perception of entertainment changes. It was years ago before we had phones with data. Um when the power went out, it was out for like a day or so. Uh, my friends would just come over. <laughs> and we would just, I mean, we would just go outside. We'd just do stuff outside. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. You know what we need to do? We need to, each of us needs to tell a story of something they've done this week that is good for a title and thumbnail. Because I've been trying to come up with titles and mm. thumbnails for these podcasts. And we like don't have any good clickbait stories. And uh, the views are the views are down, or the podcasts are getting worse. I don't know. I'm just gonna say it's the titles and thumbnails. So, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna put this out there. Like last last two weeks have just been like probably the worst weeks mm. for a long time. So it, it's just it hasn't been good. I don't know something about something about this month. All of a sudden, like I got sick on February 28th, and then just from that day, I'm just like, what? What, the what hell's did you get going sick on? with? There we go. That's the title. I, I got some kind of flu, and I I had the uh, I had the the COVID tests from the government, like they they mailed them to me because I ordered them, and like I was I was using them, and I'm like it, it's not COVID, right? So it's like you just have like this low grade fever. I'm trying to like cook my own food. I'm like just suffering, and then I think that day like that I felt the worst from the illness I, I like put up a snapchat video and it like took everything for me to like get out of this chair to like actually do it um and that was like a couple weeks ago and then like the next video that was supposed to come out didn't come out on time i well everything has just been messed up and then like stalker people uh you know uh, i i don't even know how else to describe it it's just like everything what do you mean what's stalker people so stalker people, I'll give you one example, and, and this is one of many, okay? So there was there's somebody that I know from like, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, the, the time that I knew them is, is like 
a lot shorter than the time that I haven't known them since, okay? And so this person a couple years ago started texting me, okay? And I, he said something that kind of kicked me off that I'm like, all right, that's it. I, I'm not spending any more time with this, like a block, okay? But for some reason, on, on every single possible outlet, this person has been messaging me, right? Whether it's uh, like through some kind of like messenger, some kind of program or whatever. And so like recently there was a Russian artist who said like, hey, I'm, uh, I, I can't be posting on Instagram anymore. I'm going to Telegram. So I'm like, all right. So I got Telegram so that I can see what the Russian artist was doing because I really enjoy their work, right? And so, you know, I, I get on Telegram and, I'll, and lo and behold, this person who I've blocked for five years now has started to message me on Telegram, that and I'm like, to me too. How do you? How do they find you on right? Telegram? How does that happen? I don't know. I have no idea. And so it, it's like you know, the, their name shows up, and I'm like, okay, so what's going on? And then so I I remember their their phone like th their thing has been blocked. So I unblock them to see, and I realize for like the last four or five years, this person has been messaging me two times a month, every month, like religiously, and I'm like, and I haven't responded to anything, and I'm like. What what goes on in your head that like you're doing this like that's like in hindsight like I, I, this is something that they would bring up like in the documentary about why you were murdered exactly like this right? is a red flag and, and, <laughs> yeah it, and it, it's like this this person I he he's a professional right he's highly educated he's got kids he's married and it's like what drives somebody to do this, right? And it's like, and it's not only that, but like there's like other instances of something similar. And it's like, dude, I haven't talked to you for five years. Like, what are you doing? Do they reach out to you like, stop. on like a, a fan basis? Or is this like a, a friend, like a, you know, personal level type friendship thing? It's like a personal level kind of thing. And it's like, they'll bring up stuff from like 10 years ago. Like, hey, do you remember this? And like, it's like, I'm not going to respond to that. Like, what's the point of bringing that up, right? So it's like, it, it, and it, it's like really like some of the stuff I don't even remember. And it's like obscure stuff. And it's like, why? Like, how, how, how are, how is somebody still that persistent? I don't understand. Are they doing, do you have any idea if they're doing this just to you or to a bunch of people? That's a good question. So I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I remember during the time that I knew this person, there were uh, like a, a lot of other people in the same group who were like, yeah, no, like we, we were trying to limit so I, I think like this is like maybe unique to the person and that they've been doing it to other people, but like I, I it's just amplified for some reason. And it's like how like how do you find me on all these other platforms and just start like like how? Like what's possessing you to do that? I don't understand. Sounds like somebody who is maybe uh has some sort of like social behavior problem not like behavior but like social like um, awareness maybe yeah well, well it's like sort of autistic right where it's like you have trouble social interpreting cues. and like navigating social yeah social cues right so like maybe this is someone who because it doesn't sound malicious so and then it doesn't sound like maybe stalkery it's almost like they don't realize that you guys were friends or associated a long time ago they kind of just see this bubble of people that they were friends with and kind of solidified that and just project it forever without realizing that maybe you don't have any reason to talk to them and like wouldn't want to talk to them I, I don't know if that makes any sense like imagine like you you're in high school and you go to jail 
when you're 17 and you get out 20 years later and like you're so, oh, I wonder what this person's doing. And it's almost like they're sort of trapped in time a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, there's really no explanation, like the persistence mm-hmm. over years. And it's like when you've gotten no feedback, no response for that long. Like, What are the conversations about though? Is it like. So a, a lot of the messages, like they'll, they'll hinge back on like certain uh, like, I, I, I don't know. It, it, a lot of it is, I can tell is designed to try to get me to react to it. And like, as, as the years went on, it started to, to become like something that this person was trying to get a rise out of me. And I'm like, well, first of all, I never saw those messages. So whatever. But then the more I looked at it, I'm like, what is going on? Like, how, how does somebody just keep doing it? It's like, um, on Twitter, like Dolan Dark will, will, he'll make, jokes about people who've like message him every day or whatever. Right. And this is like a real life. Like it, it, it's like for him, he does it as people, just random people on the internet. This is like people that I know in person. And it's like, so how many more people are doing this to you? There's, there's been a couple more. And like some of some of them are kind of like the same in the, in the vein of Dolan dark. So it's like, but then you know them personally. I don't know. No, no, no. Like this one, I know personally, some others I don't know. Right. And I've never met in person, but it's like, you're also getting that too. And it's like, I I don't, I don't understand like why. Right. And even for social media stuff, like sometimes I'll, I'll have somebody else Mm. also help me with that. And like, they'll, sometimes they'll just be like, this is off the wall. Like, this is, I I don't know what to do or or say, like, you, you can just put it, like you don't want to block the people, right? But you you also I know. be like, I I go through the same yeah. thing. I've asked Will and Nigel, like, how do I go about this? Because you feel like blocking somebody like that could escalate the situation more. Because you just got to that's admitting them. that you've seen it <laughs> and that's what they want. No, Will just Will's right. Outstalk them. them. Find out where they live. Yeah, make them and obsess about them. <laughs> yeah, get a restraining order, but it's not against them. It's against you. <laughs> <laughs> they still can't come near you. I, I, I have people show up to the house sometimes and I always, you can tell, you can pretty much, it's always obvious because first of all, like nobody ever comes here. And so when somebody does and they fit a certain demographic, it's like, okay. Um, and I always want to tell them, I want to, I want them to like feel, I want them to truly understand. I've never, I haven't done this, but I just think it'd be funny. Tell them to imagine, like, is there a kid at your school that you think is kind of weird? And they'll be like, yeah, but what's his name? And they'll tell me that this is like, you know, R that happened. Um, and I'm like, all right, imagine that guy just shows up to your house, knocks on your door and asks to see you. How do you feel? Because <laughs> that's how I feel right now. <laughs> like, you know, it's weird. I, I feel like there's people who would like not pick up on that, though. But and that's, they'd that's be the like- problem. A lot of people will. And like we noticed something when Michael and I lived together. That's I think when we had the most hype going on too because it was like two people in the same house um or two youtubers whatever there was like it's funny like barriers like a gate a gate is like a really good barrier it's like people will very very like they're they're very avoiding of permeating (laughs) a physical barrier to like enter your space like your house or your your yard or whatever but if you don't have a physical barrier like that's your door they can just sort of come up to your door and then knocking on the door becomes that the next barrier where they're like "Ooh, is this like, do I want to do this? Like, do I actually want to knock on the door? And so you would sort of see, like, people who are normal will feel that hesitation. Like, they'll feel the sort of, like, 
that imaginary barrier. Um, and sometimes people just don't care. And so like you're, there's like nothing you can do about that. And that's the kind of person that's going to be the most difficult to, to deal with. Like I always, this is kind of a weird thing to say, but like it's never the cool person that's going to show up to your house. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like someone who would just show up to your house is probably not someone that you could ever even learn to be friends with in real life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to be friends with me, the first step is don't show up to my house yeah. if I don't know you. <laughs> it's like there's a certain amount of like decision making that goes into doing that that precludes having a friendship with somebody because they make bad yes. decisions. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And you just don't want to like you you are make you literally are not aware that this would make me uncomfortable. You're probably not somebody who would recognize other barriers in a friendship. Ironically, you're more likely to become friends with you by not showing up <laughs> to your house and never meeting you. Yes. Yeah. Here in, uh, so here in DC, um, I was, I, I went to a dinner and it was in one of the neighborhoods where there's a lot of, uh, important people. And so I remember there were, there were actually bear cats right uh, so it's like a big truck kind of Hummer tank kind of thing. And it was blocking like the intersection of the circle where people were living. And so I remember I was with my friend and she told me, uh, if, if like when you get a chance, just kind of suddenly look up and then tell me what you see. So like we were walking over to this place for the dinner and then I, I kind of like looked up and then I saw somebody in the window and then we walked in to have our dinner. There were people checking our IDs before we even got into this person's house. And then I told her, I'm like, uh, were those snipers? And she said, bingo. Oh my God. And I didn't realize that that, that kind of level, uh, I mean, the neighborhood, I, if, if anyone listening knows about DC and Northwest, I mean, that's basically where like senators the live. high, yeah. So they're like always there. I, I don't know, but apparently like s some of these areas had like places rented out and like there was secret service there to just make sure that, you know, stuff wasn't Dude, could you going imagine? That's awry. Like, the more I like, you know, do online just, <laughs> you know, videos and I, I don't even know what I call this. The more I realize how horrible it would be to be like a politician and like the type of person Harassment. that a politician. Dude, you could be the best politician in the world. You could make everyone's lives better without them realizing it. And there's still people trying to kill there you. There would still be somebody that would shank you in an alleyway. 100%. <laughs> yes. Like, like no dude, matter how you could be the altruistic best. and good of a person right. you are, somebody will hate Number you. Number one that. president. You could be the, the, you know, everyone agrees, or most people agree, this is the best president we've ever had. And there's still somebody who would try to kill you. Yep. I wonder if that's a more recent phenomenon, though, because th like they were even saying in like 1860s, right, when it was still Abraham Lincoln and like D.C. was not as established of a city as it is today. Like he would let people walk into the White House. I, I don't know how true this is, but like it was it was more so open in a sense, unlike today, where there's, you know, gates upon gates that push has done that. barrier has back made people more. Uh sensitive or more like aggressive because it's like you're, you're distributing way more real-time information about politics and so people are sort of more well-versed in what's going on if that makes sense you know because otherwise it's like like back in the day it was like presidents would have to like literally travel state to state in like a you know be a horse <laughs> i would argue that that the barrier to like assassinate a president now is just as high as it was when abraham lincoln was a president because like 
if you okay, you hate Abraham Lincoln, right? You've got to like travel to DC on like a right. horseback ride. You've got to like get <laughs> right. a gun, yeah. which costs like you know ten months more than a house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you've really got to like hate somebody to carry it out. It took a lot of effort. It took a lot. You need to be really motivated. Exactly. <laughs> and now it's the same thing. You know, there's just anybody if it was the same way you could get every crazy person that ever wanted to to just show up at the white house but now you know cause you could get there easily there's a lot crazier kinds right. of guns you can that's buy. a good point there's Wait, no bulletproof a, glass back then i shared a picture it's like a classic photo of jfk um with the kid behind uh, him pointing a gun at his own face it just yeah it definitely you know things were more relaxed back then <laughs> Like here, hold my gun. Well, it's, it's like the kid speaking. just has a realistic-looking gun. And he's pointing at his own face. Like nobody really. It just looks so relaxed. Whereas, like right now, the president could never be in a situation even remotely similar. Having people that close. I mean, he, he, so we're we're now coming on to where 2019 was simpler times, right? And and even with like the hyper, uh, like cycle that's going now it, like we've even gone to the time where it's like early 2020 was like the good old days right just because like things just keep piling more and more on us and so it's like I, obviously there's more terrible things going on in other parts right and it's just like for us it, it's like the the burden of the mm. news at least it, it's still not a physical burden, but, you know, just the burden of the news itself just keeps piling more and more on us, I feel. I have a solution to that, which is the same as a solution to avoiding getting scammed. It's just don't care. <laughs> Plug your ears. Just really just... just no, okay, here, let me, let me <laughs> give you a, uh, an experience I had, like, last week. I'm on YouTube, avoiding working. Uh, Classic. I, I see a video. Like it's like a minute long video or two minute long video of like you know KTLA Los, Los Angeles News of like oh some you know hit and run or like a shooting or something. So I click on it and it looks pretty you know new. It's like within the day, and I watch it and I'm like okay it's your typical just news crap. Uh, and then like 30 minutes later, you go back on YouTube and there's like this other video recommended of like you know car chase KTLA like oh uh, two hours ago, and I'm like man. Things in L.A. are like, what's going on in L.A.? <laughs> and then, so I look at it, and then, like, you know, I get recommended another one. And then I'm starting to think to myself, like, wait a minute. <laughs> I think this shit's always going on. Yeah. And YouTube just decided to start <laughs> recommending it to me. <laughs> but the fact that I even had the conclusion was, like, what, like, what is happening in L.A.? Like, what, what, what is today? Like, what's the day? What's going on? Like, it, like, my perception was that there's something going on in L.A., and it took me a second to realize that nothing has changed. I'm just being delivered yeah. these stories that I normally don't see. Yeah, you know, for I would sure. hear that a lot. Like, oh, you know, these cities are hor horrible, overridden with crime. Like, look at all this bad mm -hmm. stuff happening in cities. And like, you know, it's not. It's Every city is like basically the same. I mean, surely some right. are worse than others. But they're thinking like this is a brand new epidemic of crime happening all over the place. Yeah. It's, dude, That I was actually sort of like mortified when i realized like, I'm like how many people don't really understand how youtube works are then just going to be like oh my god there's this huge influx like the more than the watch like essentially the more videos you watch of bad news the more bad news you see and Seriously. it just creates this like yeah like this this accelerator so you're you're discussing like a, a one day time period like think about 
over years where now now you just think LA is like unlivable, right? Well, I mean, LA is unlivable. <laughs> Don't get them wrong. <laughs> so there's a, there's one thing I, I used to live in um, in Chicago, right? And so there was a phenomenon that I remember uh, kind of confused me because there were some times where I didn't leave my apartment, um, and then I didn't realize that. So th- they say like Chicago murder capital mm-hmm. of the world, you know, more, uh, at least, you know, 15 years ago, what is it? More people dying in Chicago than dying in Iraq or whatever. And I remember, I remember, and, and like, I didn't see any of that because of where I lived in Chicago, but like, th- I remember there were like mass protests at one point that were happening, like just the street down from me. And I didn't even know that they had happened, right? And like, I couldn't hear it. I, I didn't know it happened. And like, I walked to get my groceries, which was the other way, opposite of the protest. And like, just the fact that you're one block over and you don't know that it's happening, like, it, that's it, like, that was bizarre to me too. That like, it's like complete opposite of getting constant videos of kind of normal things that happen in the city. I, I mean, I don't think right. we should accept it as normal, but it, you know, it happens when you have 7 million people in right. an area, right? So it's like... Also, all the murders in Chicago are concentrated to like specific areas. It's not yeah. like the whole city. There's like three streets. There's like a, a half a square mile. I know. <laughs> it is honestly it, a it, lot It's like a pretty that. big part of the city, but it, it's, it's like, it, you know, south and west, right? So... But yeah, you know, people hear that and they'll generalize generalize all of chicago is like this gang yeah, wasteland right. it is kevin right, right. that's what right. i've heard well, i've heard the same thing about toronto <laughs> who told you this cool who back. told you who told you these lies all right florida man <laughs> over here talking shit about it <laughs> i'm not def- i'm not gonna defend it there's something something <laughs> is actually going on down here all the time <laughs> kevin. it's the water dude there's like most states put florida in the water florida puts like, yeah, why like, don't uh, crystal meth amphetamines <laughs> amphetamines in the water <laughs> Not the good kind, the bad Why, kind. Why? <laughs> so that is a good example. Like you always hear about the news about the Florida man. Is that more so that we just hear about it or is there actually more stuff going on in Florida? I have read that there is actually. Thanks for a grain of salt. That the Florida like police database is yep. open compared mm. to other places. Like it's easier to get access to like mugshots and, and like reports in Florida than other places. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that it's just as easy to get these kind of like this information from other states too. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with how crazy Florida is. I don't know what what it is. I think it's more than just the availability of the news. I looked at I looked at it right now I cuz I wasn't sure if it was true. Yeah. There is also a correlation between hotter temperatures and more crime. So places that are generally colder apparently have on average less crime. Like there apparently or allegedly there is a correlation. So Florida being hotter more compared to the other states. Does that mean maybe that it's like less desirable? So people live there for cheaper and people who like have less money to spend on housing and stuff tend to because I think like a lot of a lot of sort of typical crime is like I mean, it's like a weird sentence, but like it's it's more associated with poor people, right? Yeah, and I bet if you look at, like, the statistics, it's, like, you know, education, resources for education mm. and, like, crime are directly correlated, like, inversely like, proportional. Like lower income means higher crime rates. 
And there's also, there's a correlation with, I think there's like, I mean, this gets into the details of it, like higher policing rates also increases the crime rate too, like over time. Is it because more crimes are being committed or because they're catching more crimes? Well, it depends on where they're from, but they, they catch more people on crimes like petty crimes that they normally wouldn't be caught. Then they go to jail and then they come out with a criminal record and can't go and get a job. So they're just <laughs> like, it. it just keeps this like cycle of crime going. They install like red light cameras or like speed cameras and they're like, crime rate triples. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's obviously a different situation. The city of Los Angeles has gone to hell. 4,000% increase in red light runners. I, I mean, it, there's there's this thing where uh, I remember I used to volunteer uh, locally mm. in my hometown uh, with police officers, like teaching, you know, uh, I think kids under five about like traffic safety and all of that. Oh, God. But I remember I safety talked town? with one of the... You're from Chicago, right? Yeah, it was a safety town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a safety town. And the thing is, I remember some of the police there, some of the police, I, I, I don't know if this is the right word, but like police management, mm. police directors, the overarching theme that they had was that crime is happening all the time and it's up to the officer whether or not they're identifying it. And so by having that idea, uh, you know, as kind of the governing principle, if they impose metrics on police officers then a lot of them, in order to, you know, I, I could be saying this wrong, I, 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 but if they want to preserve their job, they need to mm -hmm. meet these metrics. And when you have that governing principle saying that crime is always happening, it's up to you whether or not you identify it correctly. Yeah, you have to decide then, how many bullets you want to put into the criminal. <laughs> not, not, not like that, but, but like how many tickets you want to write, that kind of thing. So like when you, when you have like, like when you have that philosophy and then you have numbers behind it, like that, that's where things start to get kind of, uh, you know, it, it's like, well, do we have to look and see what, what's happening? So I, I, I don't know, like beyond that knowledge, like that's all I know from volunteering back in like 2001. I, I grew up with but, police, like a lot of family and friends were police officers. And that, I, I don't know how that doesn't make people's opinion about police more negative having an experience like that. Because you sort of start to just learn like that sort of typical... I don't know. It's like like that old white man sort of mentality, like kind of a little bit machismo, you know, like sort of like has a hard time saying the kind of man or the kind of person who has a hard time saying I'm sorry. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm describing? Have, do you know what I'm talking about? Like that sort of I like... Know the I know exactly feel, who you're talking about. Like, who? Exactly who? <laughs> Kevin's, it, Kevin's like got an middle, image in his late head. Age, strong image. Like Show I, I would say like white men... It's like always, it's just, at least in my life, it's like a lot of white men. It's the same person who takes a picture in their car with sunglasses on. Yeah. <laughs> they, they can't say, I'm sorry. They can't sort of admit fault. There's, I think, it's, it's difficult to sort of like look within themselves to be like, well, maybe I'm the problem. It's just sort of everyone around them is the problem. Uh, I think there's a lot of police that are like that. Cause like, that's my experience. It's like not all like that. But there's a lot of like just sort of I, I would say it attracts a certain type of personality. Um, and it kind of is like a thing that people enjoy the position, at least from what I've seen. You know, like what I've seen, too, is a lot of reserve deputies, too. That's sort of like where all these people are from. And, and reserve deputy is a it is not a full time employee. It is sort of like a volunteer position. And so it's like and it, this makes it almost even weirder. But it's essentially someone who gets to be a police officer 
and is it like you literally are a police officer, but you don't work all the time. You like work a couple times a month. You like do these, you know, weekend shifts or something like that, which to me is like, why are you doing this for fun? I don't, you know, I, I would say like if numbers are, are being applied a lot of times, like making numbers is not fun. Like, you know, it's like, I, I, I don't even know, like there was this meme of back uh, like 20 years ago about like a ticket quota mm. and like around the holidays, like, you know, you're, you're going four over the speed limit. Now you have a speeding ticket, right? Yeah. Because dude needs to hit his Christmas. Yes, that's happened to me. Right. Ticket quota. I, and I, I didn't, I don't even know if that was true, but it's like, you know, you hear about stuff like that and it's like, you know, cause the, you know, the, the town that that was in, it was like, that was really all you got was just traffic tickets. But sometimes it'd be like 300 bucks. It was only four over the you know speed limit. So it's like... What? We have entire towns in Florida that are built around that like model. I've, I've gotten one ticket my entire life. I was... Uh, we were living in the house that, that burned down. Um, well, this was before it burned down. Um, we weren't living in the remains of the house. And there's a like an intersection right before the house that there's a stop sign on two sides and just a through street on you know across and it's really hard to see because there's like it's a narrow street there's cars parked on the side so it's like hard to kind of like re- like look around the corner and see if there's cars coming and so sometimes you know those like those situations where you sort of just have to like you look there's no one there and you're just like I'm gonna go and if if I like pull out in front of someone like it's not gonna be right in front of them and they might have to hit their brakes but like otherwise you're never making it across this intersection because you just can't see well enough um, and so I did that as you always do. And I'm driving up the street and going to the house and all of a sudden lights come on behind me. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't know where this guy's going. So I pull over, let him pass. And then the police officer pulls up behind me and I'm like, <laughs> like, what the, what did I do? Like, what in the world? Like I was thinking to myself, did I not stop at the stop sign? But like, I always stop at stop signs. And he comes out, he's like, you know, I pulled you over. And I'm like, no, I have no idea. And he's like a moving violation. You pulled out in front of the, uh, car's like you shouldn't have pulled out in front of them and I was you know like like are you serious like no one got close to me they might have had to like slow down a little bit but it wasn't like there was tire screechings or someone slammed on the brakes it wasn't even you know you know what I'm saying like it wasn't a close call or anything and so he's like okay license and registration and we were in Chelsea's car and so I give him my license and registration and then he asked for insurance and I didn't really know what I was supposed to do. I was like, do I give him like my insurance? But like, I don't have my insurance. So am I supposed to give him the insurance for this car? Like, I didn't know. I didn't really understand what. Um, and he didn't try to like help us through it either. He wasn't trying to be like, oh, well, if she has insurance on this car, like that would apply to you. There was no attempt to help us remedy it. And we were like 100 feet away from, from our house. And so I was like, hey, uh, like, can we just go up here? I'll get you the insurance uh, from my car that's in my car. I'll give you that because I don't have a car, an insurance card in my wallet. Um, and then he was said no and gave me a ticket for not having proof of insurance. And I had to go to the courthouse sit for like, you know, wait for like an hour. Like the whole ordeal took like two hours to like wait in line, pay $25 processing fee, show them my insurance, and then not have to pay the actual ticket. Like, like at what point of that was any like real actual crime committed? I heard of, it could I, have been committed. All I heard was a story about a guy who didn't have his proof of insurance. In no, but opinion, the thing is, there was, was proof served. of insurance. The vehicle, the vehicle had proof of insurance. It was Chelsea's insurance, not mine. I don't know, man. And that would, I'm pretty sure, I still to this day have not really looked into it, but like that I think would have covered me. Because like, do you, are you, when you have your auto insurance, are you supposed to carry that with you or with the car? Both. Well, uh, probably both, Mostly right? in the car. 
Right. I, I still don't but know. I care. But like, I do if both. she has her insurance, like does someone else's insurance on their car cover someone else driving the yes, car? Yes, usually. I have, I'm pretty sure it yeah. does. So why didn't he try to work with us to explain that? I mean. Because we had it. We literally had you it You have there. a platform right now. Ask him. I don't know. <laughs> Reach I mean, out to him yeah, if you're the, watching this. So that was, that's the only ticket I've ever gotten. And then here's the worst exp- police experience I've ever had. Well, I mean, we've had guns pulled on us before, but that was like making videos, shooting uh, like with airsoft guns. Um, they, didn't like air, they don't like airsoft guns. Uh, that's just stupid, though. But like the worst police experience I've ever had where it was completely unwarranted. Like, like this actually still makes me mad to this day. I'm coming home from school, from college, and there was an accident on the 101 on the freeway where a police officer was involved. So it's like they had a, they, there was like someone in the car, like a police officer with a suspect in the car and they got an accident. And when they do that, they like shut the whole freeway down. I don't really know. Anyway, so it's like I'm on the freeway, come to a complete stop. Uh, everyone like turns their car off because you're not moving for like forever. Go to turn the car on, won't turn over. So the battery had died or the alternator was bad and the battery had died. So someone helps me push my car to the side of the road. Uh, I call AAA, but AAA is like, we literally can't get to you because traffic has been backed up like so badly from this accident or from this like traffic closure that we can't get to you. So I am sitting there. I think it took like three hours. It was like, it was an insane amount of time. I was literally sitting there for like three hours or like two, maybe two hours. Just on the side of the road. On the side of the road, on the center. And then AAA calls the guy's like, hey, like, are you on the center by any chance? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm going to drive on the other side of the freeway and I'm going to pull on the center divider. And then he's going to jump over the K rail and jump my car. So he does that. And also, keep, I had called CHP. I had called the non-emergency line and I called CHP and I said, hey, I'm stranded on the side of the road. AAA is coming, but I'm just parked here in the center divider. So after AAA jumps my car, and I, like, if, I have to, if I turn my car off, I'm not going to be able to turn it back on. And after, like, right when AAA is leaving, Highway Patrol comes up and, and starts asking me questions and uh, asks if I've been drinking. And I'm like, no. And then he sees my water bottle in the center console. And he's like, can I see the water bottle? Well, it's just water. He takes it, he opens it, and he smells it. It's empty because there was water in it. And then he does the like field sobriety test on me. And I'm like, I told him, I was like, if you ask me to shut my car off, I'm going to be stranded here because they just jumped it. Like he saw AAA jumping me and still came over and, and like issued a field sobriety wow. test. Wow. That's like malicious at that point, honestly. Yeah. And ever since that, like, it just, like, half these experiences I've had with police officers, like, my personal experience, like, it just attracts, like, the worst type of person for that position. So it's, it's a dangerous I've, job, though. I mean, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I don't envy it. I had, uh, so I, I got one ticket a long time ago. I was, I was interning at uh, this company, and they, it was well known when you drive from one campus to another it's like a trap. You're, you're going to get a ticket if you don't mm. do exactly what everything right. says. And like, you know, because you're dressed up in a shirt, like they knew they know they're going to target you. So I, I didn't know that. Right. And so it's like I, I stopped at the stop sign, but like you didn't come to a complete stop, you know, where, where your seat goes back. Right. So it's like, you know, you didn't come to the complete stop. You didn't count one, two, three before yeah. driving again. You didn't look both so ways. Got, you didn't, you know, air out. Get get out of your car, check it, make sure it's all good. (laughs) Yeah, right. So I I got the ticket for not stopping at the stop sign, and then uh, and what was interesting was the 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 police took my license and like took the insurance card. He like took everything out and like he he took it and he's like, "You're gonna have to get this back at the court." What? So it's like, okay. 
And what was what, like the, the terrible thing about the situation was that later that, okay, so like basically it goes two weeks, I don't have a license and I'm like, I, I need to get to this job. Like I, I have this ticket and that, that's going to prove as my license or whatever. So the next two weeks I, I got not, nothing wrong with my car or whatever, like no, no stops by the police. And then like, I, it's like, when am I going to get my license back? So I called the courthouse and the courthouse uh, they were like, oh, so l- let me look into this case and I'll I'll call you back. And later that day, I got a call back and said, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, we're going to forgive this ticket. And I'm like, that's a sigh of relief. But then the clerk told me the reason why is because your license is still in, in the policeman's car. He was shot the day that he issued the ticket to you. We had to take his car back. He's still in the hospital. That's, and I was like, whoa, that's wild. Right. And so I like it, it's just, it just kind of like, like highlighted to I, me like Renard's how like, dangerous. Got, yeah. There's like some mixed feelings in there. You're not allowed to share. I know. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here, here's my, here's my analogy, please. If you go to McDonald's and 10% of the time they spit in your hamburger. Wait, really? No, it's a hypothetical Bernard. Not every employee at McDonald's spits in your hand. I mean, I I prefer it, but I feel like people have a hard time understanding that, like, even if ten percent of your experiences are like that, where you're just sitting there, like, you know, I, I would say I don't want to say you're a good citizen, Bernard. You know, I don't know if I'm a good citizen or not, but like for the most part, I do everything I'm supposed to do, and I don't do things I'm not supposed to do. Why am I being harassed for like that kind of bullshit? Or, like, why are they taking your driver's license? Yeah, that was weird. Like, what was I don't the justification? Like, I don't is that standard practice? Because what do, what do you what do you do with your car? Did you drive it away after that? Because now you're driving without your license. And then he like, stops you right. immediately. Yeah, so, so, yeah. yeah, then he exactly. Got he's like, are you gonna? He's like, he looks at you. Are you gonna move this car? I'm gonna ticket you if you don't. You can't leave this car you're here. Like, like, okay, were you seriously you gonna move it? it? And he pulls you <laughs> over for driving without a license. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, what do you? How are you supposed to navigate that? Yeah, it was it was some it, like it, the ticket was like the proof of my license, it, like in case I got stopped again. But basically after that, I, I like the company I was interning at. I'm like, you know what? I'm taking your shuttle. Like I'm, if it takes me an hour and a half to get to your other campus, that's on you. OK, I'm not like you guys are paying me to do that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I've never heard of that before. It doesn't sound like it even makes any sense. I, I, yeah, apparently it was well known in the company that like everyone is going to get stopped at some point for for even even like you stop a little bit over the line, like they'll get you too, And it, it's just I, it's just like silly things like that. Maybe they're just suckers in the sense that they can tell that they're not going to fight the ticket or not going to really put up a big fuss because they're just like they're they're new around there and they don't really know what's going on. Whereas like if you have a really established guy and they try to pull him over, he might be able to call somebody and then complain. I don't know. So they're just Nigel, kind of how like many tickets have you had? Easy victims. Me? Yeah. I got one two years ago. It still haunts me to this day. I was going uh, 400 kilometers an hour on the highway. No, I wasn't. I, I just rolled the stop sign. But what happened Ugh. was it was the winter, and my, I was sliding through the intersection, like oh, through no. the stop <laughs> sign, and it got to a point where I was in the intersection. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep going. It was also at 3 a.m. Does that count as rolling? Sorry? If you come to a stop, if you like, if your wheels aren't spinning and you roll, you like slide through the stop sign. So, does that count one, as so here's the thing the one, re- I said this to the cop and he did get me because what happened was it was at 3 a.m. and I had to wake up the next day at 7 a.m. to go snowboarding. So I was kind of like, I had, to. well, I had plans with a friend that I couldn't cancel. 
where I felt bad canceling yeah. and I didn't plan to stay late. So I was just annoyed. So what happened was as I started rolling through the stop sign, I was I was sliding. over it or sliding over it a certain amount. I just said, screw it. But as I was doing that, I had the fear. If someone sees me, they'll think I just rolled it. Versus if mm. I just kept my foot on the brake, I'd slide right into the intersection. And right when I did that, I looked to my right and there's just a cop with no lights on. And I'm like, really? But then as he he pulled me over and like I said that and he said the, th the thing back where he's like, yeah, but you didn't slide. Like I saw your wheels moving and I'm like, okay, fair. Like whatever. I'm not going to fight that. I, but what I want to say, then he goes, have you been drinking? Happen. And I was like, no. And then he's like, why? You're like, I am very no, well I never hydrated, drink. officer. Thank you for your concern. No, yeah. But it's like, he goes, have you been drinking? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, I smell alcohol. And I'm like, well, I haven't. Oh, no, but my just listen. God. Just listen. He goes, well, he goes, I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> like, officer, have you been drinking? <laughs> no, but I go, I'm like, okay. Like, I haven't been drinking. I was also in like a bad mood because it was so late. But then he goes, then what's that? And I forgot. <laughs> and you had been pulled over. My friend Peter <laughs> had left a bunch of beers in the back seat. <laughs> So he goes, oh, no. then what's that? I'm like, oh, those aren't mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I just said that. I'm like, my brother was in the car. I'm like, that's my brother and my friend who we just dropped off. He must have forgotten his beers. I'm like, I don't drink at all. That you, this is like, it looks so bad though. So, you know? Yeah, I, there's you. There, I was I no, no I was, for you. <laughs> I was in such a bad mood. Like, I was annoyed that I got pulled over. So I was about like when he took my license and stuff and went back to the car, and I told my brother, I'm like. If he comes back and like says he's gonna breathalyze me, I'm gonna be pretty aggressive. You know, like to, if he came uh, back point, and though, if you've got if there's like open containers, they weren't, they weren't open. The they were all closed. Like, oh, it was it was just well, like a, it was like alcohol. a um, uh, I guess it was like a six pack, but like three of the beers were gone. Like he didn't see empties, and it's because we were at a friend's place, and my friend alcohol. just brought the beers he didn't drink back with him. Is that the cue that they have to say, I smell alcohol? I don't know. When he said that, I'm like, so really? Fair. Like, that's like, but the one thing, though, is after I talked to my, when he was, went back to the car, he talked to my brother. My brother, and especially my friend Peter, had drank a lot. So my brother was like, it is possible, because we just dropped him off, that we do smell like beer. So I was like, that is a fair, my brother goes, that is a fair point. Right. But I was like, if he comes to breathalyze me, because I never drink, and I didn't drink, like, even a sip of alcohol that night. So I'm like, if he comes back and starts alluding to it, I'm just going to tell him, like, breathalyze me right now or stop talking about it. <laughs> like, I was in a bad enough mood just, that I'm like, I'm not going to, like, argue anything. Just breathalyze me if that's what you want to do. But he didn't. He came back and he was actually yeah. very nice. Because what also what was bad was um, I rolled the stop sign, but I didn't have my registration because I had just gotten it in the mail. So the, right. the new, and I forgot to put it in the car and it had just come in time. So he was nice. He didn't, he God, didn't take me for the registration. Me so many more flashbacks to my own stories. This is, but he was very nice. It was like PTSD. Actually, he was very nice. Like he told me, he goes, I literally watched you just go through a stop sign. So he's just like, I'm going to give you a ticket for that. He's like, but for the registration, he's like, that's fine. He's like, I believe that. Yeah. Cause you already paid. No, but he goes. Not having the registration is like a minor crime compared to not actually registering. Oh no, but the I, but I just, yeah, he checked in his thing that it was registered. But I'm saying technically he could have fined me for that, right? Technically. Yeah, if he was a. I'm total just saying, jerk. so he didn't. He was. He decided to not be a complete <laughs> douche about it. Do you know what? Okay, okay. Let me. Let, this is like this is my 
my I just don't understand how people defend the police as much as they do. I registered my car. And I registered it late because I was trying to get it smogged. And it took me like weeks to get it smogged. Uh, cuz it was it was I was having problems with it. Um and I got it registered. Passed smog, paid, and like 2 days later there's a ticket on it for not oh, having yeah. the registration sticker on it. Do you know what I had never received in the mail because I had just gotten it registered? Anything. Hmm. The registration sticker. How can I get a ticket <laughs> for not displaying my registration? No, no, Will. When they haven't even Will, given it to me. Don't yet. freak out. It's simple. It's okay. It's part of the system. All you need to do is go down to the courthouse Dude. and show them. No. Oh, and yeah. You just have yeah, to that, show that them, was, was, and yeah, the yeah. ticket will be uh, thrown out. It might only take you six hours, but don't worry. The, it was like $65, yeah, too. And I was like, there's, the there's, there's just no be way thrown out. I am taking three <laughs> yeah. hours of my day to, to make this $65. Like, like I, I called them, downtown. and they basically said, you have yeah. to come down. And I'm like, I, like, dude, we have, this is the 21st century. We have computers. We, we can, like, look at galaxies <laughs> in space with satellites that we launch into space. And somehow the database can't see that my registration sticker was in, has literally yet to be delivered to I my I think the house. worst part is that they can see it. They just are like, well, it's not in the window or whatever. So technically... It- I, I mean, Will, you're, you're, a lot of the points you're bringing up it sounds familiar to me because of, like, big city like big city problem. Like I've, I've almost always mm. lived in big city, uh, like after 18. Yeah. So it's like, you know, Chicago, New York, DC, and it's just loads of people everywhere. And so it's like the, the, the police can sometimes give you like bureaucratic lockout problems mm. in smaller towns. Like I remember just earlier in my life, like I, I didn't have the same degree of issues and that's just because yeah. it was a smaller town. Now, with that said, that same small town, my mom's been bullied by, by the cops before for, for driving. Right. So, and, and it's like, you know, but I, I, I don't know, like the, I guess the experience is I, I don't know if I would want to deal with cops in a big city again, just because I was, I was going to say too, I feel like American cops, like I feel like American traffic laws are way more severe, like the punishments than the Canadian ones. Cause I remember um, when I was traveling through the East, like just, I mean, down to New York and New Jersey and stuff like here, there's not like, I don't know, you could speed and like the worst you'll get is a fine. But when I went there, mm-hmm. my friends were like, oh, you'll go to jail for, if you, if you were going how fast you were you claimed you were going, like you would be, you would go to jail. And I was like, were you 15 over the speed? Oh, limit? I was like 50 over the speed limit. Oh, like dude, it was a yeah, 55 mile an hour zone oh. and it was 105. You were going 105 Sorry, miles yes, an hour? Exactly. Yeah, but well, me and this other guy, we were cruising. So I figured he'd get, he'd get got Where, first. It was a bit dangerous. What 50 mile an hour road was... How could you even go 100 miles an hour on a 50 mile an hour road? In, in Nevada, uh, like when we drove through the desert and stuff, because we didn't even think about oh. this, uh, we maxed out the cars, like going downhill. Like, I don't know how... It was, it was, I don't even know. It was over 200 kilometers an hour. Man, just because the dial goes up that high doesn't mean we literally floored it and would just go and like. But I paid for the whole speedometer. I'm gonna use <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, but here <laughs> you get mad at them when it won't go all the way up to the top. You're like I was even going downhill it's, a little bit. Why does it say 160 if I can go only go? I could be wrong, but like here, if you're on a straight highway, if we had a desert, and you were going like double the speed limit, like 150 miles an hour, and nobody's like, if you're not being reckless, um. I feel like you just get your car impounded and you get a massive fine and your license taken away. Like, 
unless you're doing something like blatantly um, endangering other people, like I don't think it won't. I got my minivan. Up it to won't be like a criminal charge. I could be wrong, but it's like I feel like speeding oh. and other stuff, like traffic-related stuff, is just Hold more on. serious. I need I need your you help. If are. anyone speaks Spanish, tell me what this person's oh, yeah. saying. Hola, hello. Of course they don't say it. I've been getting spam calls in Spanish, <laughs> and I have no idea how to make it stop. <laughs> the second I, no, I, just I, keep I, I, them I push just the keep button, them up. I think it's the right button. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. I, they're not supposed to call me anymore if I press don't call. Anymore. Oh no! Don't don't click that call. button. So I asked to get on and talk to somebody. So I'm like, okay, I'll press the other button. It's either Uno or Dos. I know that. <laughs> and then I say hello. Hang up. You know what? Don't interact. I with feel them like at all. But it's like, how do I know? It, it's like random numbers every time. What I do, what I do, and this is what everybody should do. Everybody who listens to this podcast needs to start doing this because this is the only way we can combat the spam calls is you have to pick them up and you have to talk to the person on the line and you have to just keep giving them garbage information. So like sometimes what I'll do is I'll speak really shitty Spanish because my, well, it's just <laughs> yeah. To me, that's just uh, Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it normally works. They'll hang up pretty much immediately. I got... I got absolutely wrecked one time though, because then they started speaking Spanish back to me, and I then I that my it was up the the gig was up. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't fake it anymore. What? <laughs> and so then I, I would just say it's bad. Like so, at least when I get them, I don't interact, and I just I just block them because at least what I heard was if you interact and they know your number's good, right? That like someone will answer. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I don't get spam matter. calls ever, so my techniques must. It, it got really bad once. I think that, but then but, but it stopped. We're talking like. If you waste so much of their time that the business model no longer is profitable, yeah. that is how you get it. I don't know. You need, my, like, I haven't if, gotten a spam call like in a year. everybody answered it. You need like civil everybody answered told, it. towards yeah. the scam. I can't remember the last the time I got uh -huh. a scam call. If you could even waste like 10 seconds of their time, that is so much better than ignoring the automated system because the automated system is like keeping their time you know, yeah. as open as possible. The instant you can violate the automated system and go to a human, you've like, you know, actually I mean, made their life. I get a maybe bit worse. three a day. Ke what? Spam calls. Kevin, I've not gotten oh, yeah. zero in two left. years. I sorry, I've gotten zero in two years. Canada probably has yeah. better rules. No, we probably actually got like actual my phone. That I have a secondary phone for like the office. Um, it got a wow, it got a spam call yesterday. Two phones. It gets spam calls like somewhat frequently because I don't block the numbers, and it's like because mm -hmm. I don't answer numbers that aren't. Um, I don't recognize. It's all spam, William. This is potential like, spam. Don't answer it. Yeah, three a day. And then William Osmond. The only phone the calls you've gotten today are spam. That is so sad. Yeah. And William? Yes, yeah, spam and that, William, which arguably is... I know. I don't know what's, what's worse. It's arguably all the same. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, probably every actual phone number on here is spam. Like, it says the real phone number. Kevin, that's horrible. It says, like, it's all, this phone number is not a working number. Wow. So, like, I, the only person that calls me are Will and my mom, so <laughs> I know yes. that none of these are real. I don't know. I feel like it's bad, though, when you're getting more spam calls, like, than actual <laughs> real calls. I, dude, how, how, does, how has nothing been done about that either? How is there not, like, a harsher punishment? Like, if you're a company that gets even dinged once for that, like, how do they not just completely eviscerate you for... Like abusing the phone. I know a lot of them like, are like India-based and stuff. Like you, I feel like I'm gonna start making like actual death threats to scammers, like <laughs> so so in depth mm. that they're gonna like have to file a police report, and then oh, yeah, I can yeah. like find out who they are <laughs> that's, from that. That's Kevin's right. technique. You know, they, ha they like have to provide their information. Yes, 
And then you can follow through. <laughs> That's a yeah. genius exactly. technique. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I just think of like how much money it wastes of just successful scams and just wasting people's time. Like the opportunity cost of someone just being able to literally do anything other than talk to a scammer. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I complain a lot about like, like mass scaled time waste. Like if you're designing a user interface and your interface is bad and you waste like 30 seconds of someone's time and then you scale that up to like hundred million users. Like imagine if Amazon, like Amazon has like a, if there's an inefficient part of their code base that adds an extra 30 seconds to everyone's shopping. Experience. Oh my God. This is exactly what Bernard's talking about with like the quotas and the police. You ever, you go to Harbor Freight and they're yeah. like, what's your phone number with us? Shut up. I don't want to tell you my phone number. No. You go to Best Buy. What's yeah. your account? Do you have a phone number? Shut okay, up. I don't care. Price. If you, if it's the manager, I will yell at them. I'll say, I'm not giving it to you. I'm not. And they, you know, the employees will complain. They say, well, we're supposed to get your, your information for like you our quotas. You know, the, one of the most amazing phenomenons <laughs> in modern history is like, they say that like one of the best inventions back in the day was plumbing, right? Like, like plumbing, like revolutionized society and, and kept people healthier because you didn't have a bunch of sh shit and piss laying around corporation the idea of a corporation of do not yell at this person on the phone because this is just a poor employee who am i supposed to yell at yeah. then the managers like purposefully yeah. insulate themselves so they like, don't have to deal with this. yes they literally pick up human shields that are exactly like you, some poor person yeah. just trying to like make your way through life and pay for rent and like, you know, get a better job so you don't have to work at this place. And they pick these people up and use them as a human shield. And then people come at you and say, well, it's not their fault. And it's like, it is quite literally their fault because they are a part of this company that has caused these problems for me. And yeah. like, I don't understand how people don't see that. Like who, what am I, who am I supposed to get frustrated with? Do you think that the CEO is going to pick up the phone when I call him so I can yell at him? No. I'm, I'm going to be honest. So um, as, as somebody who still <laughs> works. Someone right, who has a real time, job. So like we were talking a couple weeks ago about like hiring people, mm -hmm. right? In terms of like helping us with YouTube stuff. But like one of the, the management golden principles is that uh, when you do a job, what happens is that the quality of the job doesn't necessarily funnel, like the information about the quality doesn't funnel its way up. What funnels its way up is that when it gets serialized into numbers, as you go up the management chain, the performance at the lower levels just becomes a strict numbers game. So like give you an example in sales, right? Salespeople like the and, and we see this on YouTube all the time in terms of the people coming out saying like, hey, this company wants to sponsor you. And sometimes like they'll just blast out emails. And like, you know, if, if they're emailing William Osmond, they might put Chubby Emu's name on there. Or if they're or emailing they say, me, they might put bracket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hello, creator we name. Love your we love channel, your videos. channel name. Insert <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Missing web. And, and so from from the sales perspective, right, like their their manager and then their manager's manager. Right. The way the only way that they can see how that person's doing is by how many people that person is reaching out to. Yeah. So it becomes a strict numbers game. And so it's like I would I would argue you don't necessarily want to yell at the worker bee 
who you really want to go after is the middle management who've instituted the system where everything has to make them look good so that they can funnel the numbers up now, the chain and manage but just, you, but you just, see if you the yell problem them enough it'll it'll make its way it'll happen like but this is like i'm not mad at someone who's just trying to pay their rent i'm mad at the fact that the corporate structure has like that that's this is that is the, exactly the point it is quite literally the point is to isolate you from anyone who actually was responsible for making your life miserable. Like, for example, uh, so, so my internet provider, my old internet provider, Spectrum, um, they turned my internet off. And there was no warning. There was no nothing, right? Like, if you don't pay your power bill or whatever, you're going to get a warning that says, like, final notice. I never received anything like that. They shut the internet off. And I went and looked. You know, I called them. I said, hey, like, I, thought, I literally thought that there was, like, a network problem. I thought the network was down. I said, hey, is there, like, an outage or something? I mean, and they said, there's no, a big outage you, for you. <laughs> well, yeah, we purposefully. We turned your, well, the weird part is that I would like data was coming in like at a trickle. So I could still load stuff really slowly, which I don't explain that scientists. They've shut my internet off, but it's I'm a leaky valve. Like, some amount of, like, yeah, <laughs> it's really weird. Um, like, I don't think this is how computers work, but apparently it is. Uh, and so they refused, even after I paid, they refused to turn it back on. Cause like long story short, like they just didn't give me any like, obvious notice they were sending bills but it was an auto pay and the card had expired and it just like slipped my mind and there was no final notice which i would have listened to because when you get a bunch of the same email from like oh bill bill but you don't look at it anymore you just it's been working so it's going to keep working so long story short they wouldn't turn it back on until the payment had processed so i ended up taking like over 48 hours for the payment to process and them to turn my internet back on and i was so mad at them that like I don't know who I'm supposed to get frustrated with. Like, who who do I say, like, this is bullshit. I've paid and I've been like a good customer for three years. Just turn you it say back that to on. your lawyer so that he can. Like, I, I, like, the only person I can say that to is is the, the sales support. Yeah, person, but I think there's a way, like what Bernard's to. kind of saying too, is like, you could, you, so what I was going to say actually before is you don't have to, you can express your opinion and your, your, anger without being rude and disrespectful to the person but do you know that that people, will never people are going to complain anything? they're going to say hey you can't do that to the poor retail worker i've gotten you good results by complaining nicely i was a poor retail worker i worked at dunkin right. donuts i worked at grocery stores screw these kids because they're all idiots like i don't <laughs> yeah. care people would yell no, at but me i'm all saying the time, that but my my argument is don't yell at them because often they know their system's bad and like for example like you you know i'll, right. I'll name oh a, ship, yeah, like a shipping logistics company made me angry. Do you understand? So I'm just saying I spoke to the do person. Do you understand that, that that gives that is power to the company? No, like no, but you, just, just listen. You just not listen. yelling at them enables the company you, to use them as a meat But you can express your 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 like frustration with them. And it was a shipping company that I did this with, and it's like when I did that, the person went out of her way to help me in ways that she like normally wouldn't. And it did help me. Like, I actually got help. Whereas if I just yelled at her, it would have been like, well... How, how big of a shipping company? Massive. It's the, I mean, I'll just say it's UPS. So it's, like, literally okay. one of the biggest. But when, you, when, when you're talking UPS about, are, like, a service, independently like... independently owned, though. The shipping yeah. stores. No, no, I called their corporate because I was pissed about something. Okay. I think that certain businesses probably have a better structure, too. But, like, something like Spectrum... Where they literally just there's no way to actually like file a complaint or, or talk to anybody I, I, they, that matters. I know I called many times. There's she no actually, suggestions department. She actually no HR. I got I complained enough. And they did a good job. My favorite part was when I complained about UPS and she goes, honestly, they're terrible. 
<laughs> she yeah. she was if on my side. Enough to to the lower level employees, it will work its way up to management. Like if I got yelled at Here's, for something, I would I would tell my manager like you know I keep getting yelled at because we're you know the coffee machine right. sucks. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but I, that's I exactly think you it. can. You you almost have to make like if the employees are so uncomfortable dealing with customers because the customers are screaming at them and they start quitting. That is the only way that the management and corporate will like change the process, which is like. That's not me getting mad at a customer. That's me expressing the frustration with the structure yeah, of fair. a corporate entity that strategically makes it so the only way that they will put any effort into making their employees' lives better is if the employees are quitting because people are screaming so, at them. So because here's the thing. I guess what all I'm saying is, as long as it because I mean you hear all those you hear like recordings of people yelling at the person like to tell them they're incompetent like that's not fair. But if you're strictly keeping it about the company, right. then that's much more fair. Like you're not being disrespectful. But, but like to the my person. question to you is, I pay every month for internet, like eighty bucks a month, and there's a lot of outages. Like I have a lot of like you know reliability issues with it, and my card expires. They send one thing that says auto pay expired, mm. and then three months later, the internet gets shut off. There's no final notice. There's no call. Like they put zero effort into trying to actually inform me that my service was going to be cut off. And then when I call them and say, hey, like. Uh, this was a mistake. Like uh, I paid for it immediately when I found out. Could you turn the service back on? And they say no. What am I supposed to do? Just be like, okay, I understand that's your policy, and wait for forty-eight hours for my internet to come back on, yeah. and like burn through all my mobile data so they I can just work. Push a switch. Like, How hard right. is it? That's it? They literally they they refused to turn it back on. They said it is against our policy to turn it back on. What is it? What's their the policy? Process. Like being assholes <laughs> we are an yeah, asshole to an every asshole. customer so like, so that's like a the, guarantee the, right the employee is following the corporate policy that was made by corporate corporate and knows if that best. gets them yelled at that's the only way to put pressure on corporate is through the employee that you deal with because what am i going to do write a review like yeah sure i can do that but like someone's gonna be like yeah i'm not going to use spectrum because like no you have to use spectrum because it's the only freaking cable provider in your neighborhood yeah. I don't and do you know that when like how good it felt to call them to tell them I'm canceling my service? Like, do you know what they they did? They're like, oh, why are you canceling? And I told them and the woman was like, oh, well, it looks like here that you hadn't paid. That's why they shut off. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Like, I know that. But when I did pay, why didn't they turn it back on? Yeah. Oh, no, it's your fault because you and didn't then she's pay. Like, Yes, exactly. And that's literally what she said to me. Well, it's your fault. And I'm like, do you think this is going to convince me to stay with you guys? Because it's not. Because for about double the price, I'm getting 50 times the upload speed from a fiber provider. Why would I ever stay with you guys? Yeah. I, but I like, have some homework to me, for, our, for our viewers. All right? Yeah. If you shop at Ace Hardware, Harbor Freight, Best Buy, or any one of those <laughs> other companies that ask you for your phone number and your information when you check out... Tell them to eat a bag of dicks and don't give it to them. Yeah. It wastes time. Yeah. They're only collecting your data to sell it. What? Yeah. They, they don't even need to, They're like, oh, it's for tracking your awards. It's you marketing. use the credit card. Like, why can't it track the, the purchases on that credit card? They can, but they don't. It's just like it wastes everybody's time. I hate it. I can't complain about it to them because they won't listen. So this is me complaining <laughs> about it to you guys. So your homework is just to say no. Just say just no. Just say no. Yeah, that's what I do. I Kevin's just say, I say, PSA. You know what I say? I say no. <laughs> They say, what's your phone number? And I say, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, do you want to set it's up an account It's not even an answer us? that makes sense, but they get the point. I think what's worse, polite. honestly, than asking for the phone number. I mean, that's what I say, too, but they'll push is it. When they, Harbor Freight, the people always push but it. But, Kevin, what's worse is when they ask for your email, but it's an embarrassing email. So you have two reasons you can't give it to them. <laughs> no, no, no. 
that I would always. I, oh my god, <laughs> that's genius! Holy shit, Nigel, that is genius. Oh I mean, my there god, there is a video of a guy giving horrible emails. Oh, yeah. someone's done it. That's so good. Yeah, that is so. You like I like uh, come guzzler sixty nine four twenty, and you're like, and then when they then when they see that and you're embarrassed, you go, you go, you know, it's all you think. I made it when I was twelve, and then it makes even less sense. Hey, I, actually, speaking of that, today of I was what? looking Sorry, up. Uh, I, I needed to find some. I needed to find somebody's email, and um, they have a they have a private cancer practice in I, the middle of. I, I I've never heard of the town, and like I was trying to find the email, but like like the person had like a cum guzzler four twenty like email nice. in the website, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and like it was like a sixty five year old dude, and I'm like, what kind of email is this? It was like listed of on the website. Someone who's tired of of companies asking for his information. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna no, ask about like, email? I mean, like, I'm gonna be more than willing to give it to you, and I'm gonna spell it out really slowly and drag this interaction out as long as I possibly can. <laughs> It was it was just kind of wild that like the the research team or like the coordinators didn't like just have his official email address on there and I was like what's going on and then like emailing them and then you don't get a response for like four days and it's like look guys we have like FDA I, I whatever but looking that up and then seeing that on the website I'm like what is going on um, that's cum guzzler yeah. with two fives because Z's were taken <laughs> dude I hate it when Z's were taken. <laughs> I gotta use O's instead of zeros. I know. Zeros instead of O's. Put some X's on before and after it. But what do you think the guy with the original just, email I, when he does? He didn't have to use any of those. He's probably pretty proud of his uh, <laughs> beautiful email. I I just I have I have zero patience for that time wasting, man. And like especially with engineering, like if someone engineered a user interface in a way that is like a confusing. Like I, I have a question for you guys. How many times have you used any of the features on your microwave? Um, many times. I've used the uh, the power variation button. You know, like power level three. But which feature? That's the only one I've used. Are you talking about? Besides the add 30 seconds? Like cooking a potato? Level. No. Or defrost. My mom's used no. them all. What's the power level? She uses like the defrost. Do you know a lot of times that they don't even work because they're just uh, timers? It's just a lookup table. Yeah, really? I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's probably all popcorn is. Like I would venture no, to say that if you there's a YouTube channel called Technology Connections who's got a pretty good video, but like if you were to put popcorn in a in a microwave and use the microwave setting versus using the bag setting, that the bag setting will probably always. Come I out just listen to when setting. it stops popping. Well, that's that. See, that's <laughs> the best way to do it. But like, what I'm getting at is, how many buttons do you think your microwave has? Um, fifteen, maybe more. Thirty. 20. I've got I've got a really nice one. Like no, not to flex. <laughs> <laughs> More buttons than you, Nigel. Has about 40 buttons on it. 40 buttons. Four zero. Is that what it says? Now I have another question. Why, in the name of God Almighty, would a microwave need 40 buttons? Dude, I had a microwave when I was growing up. It had like a rotisserie thing in it. Like it would, you know how it has a turntable on the bottom. This one had like a slot on the side. You could put like a rotisserie thing in, and it would like spin. That's a real microwave. You could That's <laughs> a real microwave. Oh, man. Wait, so so Will, what are you trying to get at when asking why okay. does a microwave have so many buttons? Do you want to know how many inputs a microwave actually needs? Maybe three. Because I'll tell you what. Add thirty seconds. When they seconds. first made them, they gave you exactly what you needed. On or Two. off? They gave you right? a dial. Two dials. 
Power dial, yeah. timer dial. How yeah. did two dials... You could even pulse with the power yourself to vary the, yeah. Yeah. the on and off, yeah. to vary <laughs> the average. Mm-hmm. How, how, did, how did two dials turn into 40 buttons? Continuous improvement, and they want to keep selling you more microwaves, right? Yep. It's not about user experience. It's about the user's feeling of buying the microwave. They want it to feel high tech. They want it to look fancy. They want it to be like sleek. Like, oh, look, it looks like I spent money on this. Like, like the, half the reason people spend money irresponsibly is because they want to convince themselves that they've, I think, achieved success. It's like why people get in over their head with a car lease or anything like that. When I buy a good microwave, I know I've achieved success. Dude, all I want is a microwave with two dials on it. I want a microwave that you could put uh, at, literally within two seconds, every person in the world could figure out how to use it. Because I'm pretty sure most microwaves nowadays, you would need to actually look at the, the user manual to figure it out. Or even when you press the buttons and it tries to display text on the screen, but it's all mangled because it's like, you know, 13 segment displays. I mean, whatever. I don't think you need a manual to figure out how the microwave works. They're definitely different. I, I bet you if I, if I brought you to my house right now, it would take you... Uh, probably two tries just to even enter in a Probably. Time. Oh, is it one of the ones where you have to push, like, time cook yep. and then start yep. put? Yep. Why? Yep. Yep. Uh, because... God, am I crazy? Am I, like, an old man yelling at the clouds? Or is it actually regular timer. brain dead? But why do I have to click Cooked add time? Like, like, cook time, then type in a number, time. then hit enter, when all I really have to do is... I have a question. How many times have you put a single second in the ones place. How, when, it, when have you put anything other than a zero in the ones place on a Me, microwave? Me, I have. What? A minute and 35 yeah. seconds? What's the difference between a minute and 35 seconds, a minute and 30 seconds, and Five a minute seconds. and 40 seconds? I need the precision. What is the difference in the, the final product? <laughs> One like half of a degree you literally, Fahrenheit. You would not be able to tell me which one was 35 and which one was uh, 30. Um, I'd put money on. No, that. I could tell you. I, I I'm accurate to within tenth no. of a degree. I don't even know if you like, could measure the difference <laughs> in water. Honestly, yeah, maybe not. Like, I I just probably within, it like, makes me the standard deviation of like power. My fluctuation. my favorite microwave is the one my parents have. The one I have in my office, I actually it kind of stopped working at one point. And I wanted to just like throw it in the garbage, but then it revived itself. So I'm mad because I have to keep it. It has a touch screen on it. But the touchscreen is on the outside, but to all the buttons that actually run the microwave are on the inside. It, it, honestly, I still haven't figured out how to use it properly. My parents' microwave... Oh, is it like when you open the door, there's like buttons at, like at the edge of the door? Yes, but when you shut it, I've the touchscreen covers them. Yeah. My parents' microwave is just a dial, and then you hit go. So it's just it's that's just a saying, big dial, a dial. Yeah. and then there's one yeah. button that says power. You, I always like going lower power. So you go, I just yeah. hit it four times, go to power six. I flick the dial. It goes to like a minute 34. No, I'm joking. It's just random. And then I could go. Like it's really, it takes a second to do it. Okay. So now, now imagine that somebody paid like hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to like pay a team of engineers and designers to design a microwave that has a button panel on the inside of the door so that you can't access it when it's closed. <laughs> like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, like the team but that Will, put I that together. The, best part. the the reason the microwave yeah. stopped working was because the touchscreen panel was not communicating with the computer properly. <laughs> so an error would pop up on the screen. I'm gonna teach you how to hardwire <laughs> a microwave so it's always on when the door is closed. <laughs> 
So you close it, it turns <laughs> yeah, off. Just, uh, <laughs> it turns off. So that's good. Will, you're, you're, you're now alluding to a point that I, I had a phone conversation earlier today with one of my colleagues. There's this thing that happens sometimes in really big companies where your job is, is it's not written, but your job is to make your boss look good. If, if, you, if you make your boss look good, you're taken care of. Yeah. Whether or not the work actually gets done right. is a different story. Right. And like th- I think that's, that's, an, it, that's like a legit problem that's happening right now because some of the organizations have scaled up to the point. Because it's like, think about it. If you hire an editor... Like, you know, the, the editor's job is not to make you look good. The, the editor's job is to make a good right. video, right? And, and what I mean by make, make you look good is that in the big organization, we're going back to the numbers, right? right. So it's like, they're, like your boss's boss is going to look at the numbers that you're generating, right? Mm-hmm. Whether or not they actually happen is a different question. So it's like... It, it, and it becomes like a different mindset. So with the microwave companies, like look at all these new microwaves that, that we've come up with, right? And then they quantify it somehow. And But the reality is, is that there might not be meaningful work that has gone behind it because now they've essentially made microwaves worse because, you know, you got to press five buttons to, to hit anything before rather than just turn a knob and, you know, you're off to the races. I have a question. Would you not want a microwave yep. that has Wi-Fi and a camera that you could see your food getting cooked? Dude, I want a microwave that eats my ass. <laughs> I want an RGB microwave. I couldn't find one. I was just see looking. that's what you that's that's, what, that's where that's where the money that's the real yeah that's where the money should really be. But do you know? Okay, do you know how like like the only way you can really do this is in the way that some of these microwaves do do this is by measuring steam content. So like they'll measure oh, really? steam. And then I think they'll try to keep track of how long it's been steaming. And if you take the weight of the object and the type of object and how long it's been steaming for, you can pretty much cook it perfectly. But a lot of microwaves, like I said, technology connections, you should watch his video on microwaves. Um, a lot of microwaves will like emulate the features by just having lookup tables. And so it'll just give like a blanket time for popcorn. I also like the, the thing too where most microwaves, I mean, I think almost all of them, it's like when you lower the power level, People assume that it's just, it's actually putting out less power. It just yeah. turns your you microwave full power, then off, and then on, and then off. It's just the, like the, the, the lowest duty cycle, or the lowest there frequency are duty cycle new, you've ever like, seen. I, I think microwaves I, that use inverters. I don't even know if those do the same thing, but that's the only mm, actual microwave technology my, oh, yeah. that the one I have come out since they were invented. It's like a new type of power supply. <laughs> the one I have in my office? Yeah. Just runs it at 100%. If you put it at power level one, it runs it at 100% for like three seconds and then it just does nothing for like 10 seconds. And then it just runs. If you're it. microwaving your food though, you really can't have too high expectations. Like you just, I want it to be warm. That's, that's it. Like it just needs to be warm. <laughs> Why do I care like how perfectly it uh, dethaws? Like, mm. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna. There's gonna be another uh, bonus Patreon episode. They, they have been going up like a day after. Okay, if you guys want to learn about how I found myself in a room with 200 abandoned office chairs, go, go to Patreon and uh, support us there, and then you get the extra episodes. You get access to all of them. So if you have a long car ride and you want to listen to this, if you want to make your long yeah, car you ride, yeah, you want to double the length of that car ride. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, we'll see you, see you Patreon people in a bit. See you gamers.